this form. What's up, planet? Star Wars. You don't know who's from Florum. Why am I blanking? Why am I? Blanking? I'm not. I'm not going to answer this. I'm not going to answer this. I'm going to look it up because I don't. Remember. You are a fake fan. Wow. Anyway, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Legionnaire Podcast. Today is the last day of season one of Ahsoka. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of things to talk about with. Are there a lot of things to talk about? I don't know. There are things to talk about with this episode. Yeah, you know what's sad is that there's no more Star Wars feeling to be. That's what's the most sad about this right now. You know what's sad is he didn't know that Florum was Hondo's home planet. Yeah, I just saw that. Whatever. I don't know. Hondo is like the last person on my mind right now. Yeah. um... Yeah, season series finale of Ahsoka. Or uh, season, uh, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, yeah, definitely season finale. Better not be a series finale because. Where's your microphone? Pull closer. Is this is this close enough? Uh, probably yeah. Here, hang on. Is this better? Much. Let's turn up the gain. Nice. Yeah. Um. We just watched it together. Yeah, we we just turned off um, episode eight, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. Fire name! That is a sick title, if I do say so. Like, I'm not a Narnia guy, but the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord is pretty cool. Well, did Um, you see that uh, Dave uh, had come out and talked about how the World Between Worlds is a take on Narnia as well? Dave is just like a fantasy king. He is. Um, what are what are things you liked about this episode? Um, you know, I've got mixed thoughts on the overall episode. I the good, um, the music actually. Let me just say, the music this episode was really, really freaking good. Yeah, the music never misses. Um. They're like the the Skywalker Force theme is coming in and it's really good. Yeah, Kevin Kiner blends like that new like Ludwig sounding music with like the classic and it is. It is very good. Perfect though. Um, There's there's an action scene between um, the fight between Morgan Elsbeth and Ahsoka was very good uh, because it seemed like Ahsoka was moving a hell of a lot faster than she was throughout most of, well, when she was fighting ground troopers in the series. Yeah, no, she, it felt like a real lightsaber fight, even though Morgan didn't really get, she got like this, this cool Talzin blade from Mother Talzin. I guess it's of her lineage. Um, let's, let's just dive into this episode. So, I don't even know where to start, man. I didn't really love it. I didn't love it either. Yeah, I think we might be in the minority on this one. Um, Pacing-wise, it felt very offbeat. Like, things just happened. The episode was super slow to kick off with, and then it got going, 
And then it was really slow to end, to end with the, again. Like, things just happened. Okay. It felt like, so, like, it felt slow at the beginning, and then they started picking up, like, oh, it pick, it's picking up speed. But, like, it peaked at, like, 30 miles an hour. Yeah, I didn't really ever feel like it got to, like, its maximum potential. I feel like this, to me, this was a very anticlimactic ending. Like, there was a lot of anticipation I had going into this, and, I mean, spoilers, I... That's pretty much right. I'll take like 99% of the credit. Thrawn makes it back to the original galaxy, but then Ezra does, which is, to be honest, I don't really get. I It's like an inverse on Rebels where in the end of Rebels, Thrawn and Ezra go away to another galaxy. And now at the end of this season, Thrawn and Ezra go back to the original galaxy. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest, though. Well, we're going to we'll get to that because I have I have a giant problem. <laughs> Actually, um. Yeah, I have narrative problems like as well, like character decisions. I don't know. I I can't put my finger on this. Like this is weird. It just like I I feel like the whole time I was waiting, waiting to be like, "What? Like, oh my god, like this is really good." Like I was wa- I was waiting for real depth to hit in this episode. But this just felt like so cotton candy after a while. Yeah. Um and I'm starting. Know. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I mean, I guess the first thing of significance to me that happened outside of the mother, the, the Talzin blade, the blade of Talzin, which I, I mean, when that happened, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of sick. Um, when, when Ezra was building his saber and he used Kanan's emitter, I yeah. was like, this is cool. I like the little Kanan reference that they're making. No, it was good. I, I like that, and I like how Thrawn, like when he's talking to Ahsoka, he was like, "He's like, ah, I knew your master. That's how I know you. You're so similar. This, that, and the other." And it's like, whoa! I thought we already, re- I thought we already like figured this part out where she's not like her master. But are we going back on that? I don't know. Um, uh, it, I think there's a. I'm starting to think there's actually a definite problem with Star Wars disney plus endings because all of them generally i don't know like mando wasn't even that like mando's finishes weren't that bad but like i just felt like i'm waiting for something to happen and like nothing like things happen but then like the supporting stuff around it starts to crumble and it makes that thing that happened that you should feel a certain way about in this okay just in this the thing happens and everything surrounding it and like the events following it, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this, this doesn't track with how it was set up in this show for me. Yeah, I think, I think this is the episode to me where the fan service held the episode back, to be honest with you, because the episode opens and they do the blade of towels in they use the uh, great mothers to do their dark magic to do the death troopers play, which you finally get for the first time. And then um, what's the other thing that they did that just drove me up the wall? Oh, the whole like, I mean, you push, I'll pull type of thing. I don't, I don't know. Like there were just little things in the episode that just I I didn't like, to be honest with you. 
I didn't know the more I said I I don't mind the jumping and the pushing, but then people would be like, Why didn't they do that in this instance? I don't mind it because like you could do that with the force and like that is like people like there's not enough prequel like that is kind of like a prequel Jedi power thing. I'll, oh I yeah, I'm not saying I have an issue with that, but it's just Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like when they did the Death Trooper thing, like I was supposed to sit there and be like, Oh my gosh, this is happening, but if I'm gonna be honest, I would have rather just had my own like uh like star wars special presentation like they did with werewolf by night of like stormtroopers on this planet where like when i saw andor and they use that sound device on uh the lady on ferrix and bix it yeah on bix like that's that was terrifying that like whatever noise that they played that were just drove people insane. That was terrifying. This I just looked at it and I was like, "Okay, stormtroopers are back to life now." Like it wasn't something that caught me off guard, to be honest, because it's something that I was just expecting. So like, I didn't it, really feel a major shock value. So I just feel like things happened, and there wasn't a big shock value at the end of it. There was one thing that happened this episode that was shock value to me. One there thing. was, and it revolves around something that should have gotten more love but it didn't um i want to talk i want to talk about it right now i'm the thing that all right uh, you're fuming over this well no the thing that just makes me the most irritated like when i saw the when the obi-wan kenobi finale finished i was pretty frustrated because i was sitting there i'm like we took five episodes just to get to this one and i was mad this i'm just uh i'm irritated because balin got so sidelined this episode like for four episodes of the series Balin goes to talk about how there's a greater power that he's seeking and then this episode starts and some off-screen stuff happens with him he goes and gets a new robe and everything a new cape and then shock value he's standing on statues of the father the daughter and the son from Mortis like the the triad of the force which is I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm so gassed up for that. I think that's super, super cool. But I would have much rather gone into stuff about that instead of like half of what we did in this episode, to be honest with you. Yeah, this like this this episode just felt so surface level. Like there are points in it where it's just like I like action in Star Wars, don't get me wrong, but like it hits a point where I'm like, I've seen this for the last five minutes. Let's like I want to hear some talking now, like to further this like the motivations because I don't have an issue with Bail. I think this is a cool thing. I want to see J- B- Jason Balin chasing the the Mortis power. I want to see what that entails. I don't know how they're going to do that. They're going to have to recast Balin. Um. Yeah, cause, because that would be an insane plot line to just drop completely. Like, I, I know un, it is very unfortunate with the passing of Ray Stevenson, but to drop that plot line completely after what they just revealed, I would be very disappointed and just saddened by it. And this is like more like, I guess, like plot lines. I have this is my biggest issue with this episode. So, spoiler alert, we're just going to say it. Thrawn gets back with Ezra. But nobody else. 
And so the whole thing is like, oh, well, we got – they're fighting their way to get up the tower. And Thrawn, Thrawn is like low-key tweaking out this entire episode because he's like, nah, Anakin Skywalker's apprentice. Nah, she's a she's crazy. He it hits the point where it's like they get Ezra onto the ship and they take off and they're all like sad right away. And like this should be the worst case – like this is the worst case outcome. Like Thrawn's back. Like the, the whole the whole premise of this show is like we cannot let them get to Thrawn and bring him back. We have heard that since episode one. What is the first thing they do when we like after this scene? They're sitting down. They're like walking and they're smiling. And like, oh, Ezra's where he needs to be. It's like, did we just ignore the fact that you just like this is like John Cena coming out of retirement against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is out here like, oh crap, John Cena's back or something. Like this is a like this is like the biggest threat that you could have had. And you let it happen. And you're like, well, at least Ezra's home. It's like I'm sorry, Bray, big freaking whoop Ezra's home. You just let, like, you open Pandora's box, and inside the box was a nuclear bomb. Yeah, I, whoops. Um, I'm irritated with that as well, because also, like, the series goes where they say, we have a chance to save Ezra, but the potential of saving Ezra means bringing back Thrawn. But they're saving Ezra. They don't even get to enjoy that saving of Ezra. Like they, there were basically what happened is they said, "Okay, we just sent Ezra back to the Star Wars galaxy." Side asterisk as well. Thrawn had to go with them for that to happen, but Ezra got saved. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, "How is that like a net win in that situation?" That is way more of a net loss to me, and I don't get why nobody. There was no sense of concern or despair. Like when Ezra gets off the ship and he goes to Hera, he's like, hi. He's not sitting there like Ahsoka and Sabine just stranded themselves so I could get back to this galaxy. Sabine and Ahsoka aren't sitting there like, damn, we just let Thrawn get back to the galaxy with Ezra. And Ezra, okay, I'm sitting here and like I'm having this revelation. Dude literally sacrifices himself and then I was like, oh, I knew you'd find me, says to Sabine, this, that, the other. The whole reason he did that was to get thrown away from the galaxy. And he comes back. He's like, hi, Hera. I'm back. No mention of that. Like, hey, by the way, Thrawn's back too. It's just like, I'm back. It's like, who gives a crap? Like, Thrawn's back. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, the whole point of Rebels ending the way it did was so... Ezra could stop Thrawn and he was completely taken off of the board with the Empire. And now they just brought him back onto the board and nobody seems concerned. I don't get it. Like, I don't get why nobody see it. Just characters reactions feel so out of place right now. I feel like I'm looking at like a, like a, you know, like the plots of like, these are the outlier data points that you ignore. But, like, in this episode, we just ignored what, like, we should be feeling. We just focused on the outliers. I don't understand why Ezra was not so vehemently, like, we need to stop Thrawn this entire episode. He's like, dude, like, I stranded him here for a reason. You guys know how bad he is. There was none of that. 
they were just like chasing. Like, this is what I was talking about. We were watching this and I was saying this to you. I'm like, I'm going to need substance at some point because all we were getting was cotton candy action after a while. And I'm like, I need substance because like nobody was like, we have to stop throwing. It was just like, we have to get to the ship. We have to catch up. There's none of this, like, we need to make sure Thrawn does not leave. There was no emphasis on that during this. And it was during this, like, this is like when you and I were saying, like, well, because, like, when you said that when you were talking about Balin, this, that's why I wanted to hide this into, because, like, at this point, like, in the episode, we're, like, however far, I'm, like, halfway, and I'm, like, there's no substance right now. And I'm, you you were right the whole, you were right since the, whenever you said it, like, they were going to get back, and, like, Thrawn was going to get back in there and get stuck, but, like. I was hitting the point where I'm like, I'm not really caring about what happens here because I know like there's just going to be some like plot armor written way where something's going to happen. But like, I want to know what Balin's doing, and they develop, they do stuff with him, they show what he's chasing, and then that's all they did. And it's like I would have rather seen more of that and just her like off-screen Thrawn got. I don't know. Like, sorry, I'm gone way too long. But well, no, I don't. I I'm irritated with just the way that they handled Balin's character this episode. Like he was completely sidelined. And I think that that's a pretty lackadaisical way of doing their storytelling. I also think the way that they just handled Thrawn's return was pretty lazy as well. Considering that again, like it just felt like there were no consequences from what just happened from their actions. Like nobody, yeah, you, you. I still have yet to see a better finale than the Mando season two one, and that's counting the Andor one. The Andor one was gas, but I do still think the Mando season two finale left more of an impact on me. No, it did because, like, yeah, it's like it's cool. Grogu's going with the Jedi, but you feel that weight of like a dad losing his like. It's like his son going off to college, like a dad dropping his kid off at college or something. He's like, oh my god, like that's my boy. He's growing up now. And this, it's just like, dude, I'm. I got to rip this part. I got to rip this section apart. I got to rip the ending apart right now. We're getting like this return of the Jedi ending with the Nodi and like Anakin Skywalker looking all approvingly onto Ahsoka and Sabine. There's a time and place for stuff like this. None of this warranted like kind of a low key celebration. Like I'm proud of you, Ahsoka. She didn't do anything this episode. Like, I'm sorry. She did not like prove anything that she's like better than her darkness. She didn't defeat the enemy. Yes. She beat Morgan Elsbeth, but like, I'm sorry. Morgan Elsbeth is not a Jedi. She's not a Sith. She should have beat her. Exactly. Like she was like, that's like going into like, that's like Alex, Alexander Volkanovsky just beating the crap out of some amateur MMA guy. You pulled off the street work in construction. Like, yeah. I mean, she was able to go toe to toe with Ventress and Grievous. Like, she should be able to go to toe-to-toe with Morgan, in my opinion. Maybe she wasn't able to because she hasn't fought an actual opponent in such a long time. But then she fought the Inquisitors. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I just, it like, the whole, like, wrapping up of, like, ah, uh, we're where we need to be. It's like, what the, what are you talking about? What do you mean this is where you need to be? She, like, Oh, I just, I'm, I'm, the more I'm sitting and thinking about this, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, we're, we're exactly where we need to be. Oh, by the way, we also, like, this is, like, I feel like, it, um, I feel like uh, Secretary Ross in Civil War, it's like, have I missed, like, do you know where Thor and Hulk are? No. It's like, well, if I misplaced a few megaton nukes, the president would have some questions for me. It's like, what do you mean? Like, this is no big deal. Yeah, I, I, th- I think just with this finale, 
I've come to the conclusion that it seems like most of our heroes, all of their reactions from this finale is just out of place and it doesn't feel in character for them. Like it just feels too, it feels too happy of an ending to be honest to me with something that shouldn't be that happy. Maybe it's just, uh, maybe that's just, I'm being too critical. It's, you're know. not being it's... you're not being too critical will i'm sorry i'm i'm livid about the more i'm sitting and thinking about how this like how everybody was acting at the end i'm livid like the first episode they're talking about how bad thrawn is could he come back is it that bad the first thing ezra's like hi Hera. it's like not like hey by the way thrawn's i just um oh, well also sorry. i mean sabine was so excited to reunite with ezra and they were reunited with him for maybe a day maybe a day i i I don't get it really like i don't really see some of my friends were saying how they really enjoyed it but i don't really see i i can't get behind that i if you can that's great but to me this is like a six five and a half out of ten finale to be honest like i had really high expectations for this um maybe season two will answer some of those, but I don't know. I actually want to talk about this briefly. Um, Have you seen fantastic Mr. Fox? I haven't. Uh, There's a scene and it's Shin's final scene in fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, George Clooney's character. He's sees a wolf and he's talking to him and he's like trying to have a dialogue with the wolf and it's sort of how it's like the representation of the inner man and everything um oh i have seen this clip yeah yeah it's where the the wolf at the end of fantastic mr fox sort of lifts its hand up into the air i kind of got that vibe for some reason when shin did that when she rolled up to the bandits camp and just like stuck her saber from there i was like i don't know why this is reminding me of fantastic mr fox i don't know if it should be but that's just what i thought of um i just had to get that out of the way I don't know, and like I guess with her, like I thought she wanted the power that Thrawn. Had. Why didn't she go back with Thrawn? Yeah, I, I'm confused. I, I don't know. Like I don't really. To me, they really only planned out Thrawn for this finale, and then everybody else. They like they're like they need to stay here. So now go direct your episode. <laughs> like that's like how it kind of happened to me. Like they were just like, Thrawn needs to be back for this movie that's coming out. Do whatever else you want to do now. Just don't kill Ahsoka. Like, I mean, I, you and I were questioning if Ahsoka would die, but I look back at it and I'm not shocked because I would be, I would be amazed if Dave, I would be amazed if Dave killed her, especially in the first season of this. I don't know how she's going to do like, I just, but the thing is, is okay. So here's my question now: for like the following seasons and everything, is like, and the movie. Well, I, the movie, I we know how that's gonna go. Luke is gonna end up being triumphant and everything. Like Thrawn will die. I don't think Thrawn, unless if they send Thrawn back to the Chiss and they're like, "Yo, stop, whatever you're doing, um, stop your boy." <laughs> yeah, but again, like this movie has a lot to do. Then still, in uh, who knows, maybe not, but. The season two, assuming that there will be a season two of Ahsoka. There needs to be one. Well, yeah. So assuming that there is a season two of Ahsoka, I am confused going forward now what Ahsoka and Sabine's role will be 
along with Shin and Balin's. Because once Balin acquires this power, like, is he your main antagonist? And are Ahsoka and him going to butt heads again against one another? Because it didn't really seem like they wanted to... To me, it didn't give the vibe that Balin wanted to butt heads with Ahsoka. He really just wanted to get to this power, which now maybe Ahsoka has to stop him from getting it because... Yes, she was technically at uh, Mortis. She was at the big floating diamond in the sky, which is like the angel from Evangelion. But, like, I don't get where you go from here. I don't get what Shin's role is in this. I don't get what Balin's role is in this. Like, I... The fact that Shin stuck around with the bandits instead of running back to get on Thrawn's ship... I would have preferred that. I would have preferred that there's like a, a Sith... Because her saber yeah. is, like, really... It seems red. Yeah, and, like... Th- th- I, this is, again, where, like, characters don't make sense. She's like, oh, with Thrawn, there's gonna be this power. And, like, we always knew Balin wanted this, like, bigger, higher mystical, mystical power. But, like, what power is she getting from these, like, nomads on this wasteland planet? Like, I... I this is where I'm just like, I don't understand why she's sticking around here. And like Balin let, he's like, go with Thrawn back to the new galaxy. Chase the power you're craving. She didn't go do that. Like, what is, what's the, why did she stay? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And like, oh, this man. isn't, this isn't like anything like, uh, I love the actors and the way that they portray their characters. No, they are. I, yeah. I, I really like these characters. Like the characters that are in this series, I love all of them. It's just that like they're, decisions and their choices this episode really have me confused yeah no don't mistake this with us like hating the character like we love i love the show yeah this is like an like eight and a half nine out of ten show for me like it's yeah. still a pretty solid show I- i'm gonna be honest even episode seven like i didn't mind the way that it played out this is by far though my least favorite episode of the series yeah no easily it this is okay so it's like in the rings of power I didn't care what the characters were doing. I really didn't care outside of like Elrond. And, but like, so I, I didn't care about what they were doing. Like, all right, you're doing this. You're, you're an idiot. Okay. You're done. Oh, Sauron's an incel. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Like I did, like, I didn't care about those characters, but like the, the reason I'm so frustrated right now is because like, I'm so invested in these characters and none of the decisions I saw and none of the reactions I saw made a singular sense in my brain. I don't understand why Hera's first question is, oh my god, you're back. Where's this? Where's Ahsoka? Where's Sabine? Is Thrawn alive or dead? What like I like I this feels so disconnected from everything I've seen this season. And I'm sorry, Dave. I love you. This was not it, Chief. Yeah, for me, this was definitely not it. I don't know. I there wasn't really a ton that happened, like I I knew since episode six um, that they were going to get stranded. Like I knew that. I said that in our recording for that. You did. I feel vindicated. I said Ezra was going to get stranded as well, which I'm still puzzled that he even made it back, to be honest. Um, I'm puzzled how he got away on this like ship from Thrawn's ship. And like nobody was like, hey, by the way, a ship is just took exiting. Off. Yeah. Yeah, like it, who's flying away? Yeah. Like I don't know, but whatever. Yeah. I don't That's I, like the least of my concerns at this point. Yeah, it's tough. Um 
gosh, I don't know. It's it's something. It's not better than Andor. Like this finale has confirmed it for me. I like the mysticism and everything, but again, like until the only mysticism that's left for me at this point is what Balin is doing, and they didn't answer it. So that's why I'm. I would rather take something like Andor over this because they just left Balin so open ended, and it, that frustrates me beyond belief. Yeah, I just like it's. It's weird. I'm, this is like I'm getting like minor Last Jedi vibes. We're like, we're like so close. We're like scratching the surface on this. It's like when you're like getting a, your back scratched and you're like, oh, that's the spot, and then they move away, and you're like, no, 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 you were so close with that. It's like we're so close. Like I wanted to see this pop. I, I just like. Well, so the, here's what. So going into this, then. So the Force has to be a thing in this other galaxy if they have statues of the but father, yeah. the son, and the daughter. Um, the Force, we see, we the, see Morai as well. Yeah, I think it's a thing in the universe. It's like, oh, it's a different galaxy. There's no Force there. I think there's the Force there. I think it's everywhere. But like, yeah, I'm just curious to see then like how the Force is utilized because is Balin now just going for this god tier status Force power? Because I would imagine he's going for the power that the father has because. He's able to control the balance. Um, yeah, like he the the father was. I mean, he did let his daughter die. Shout out. Um, he was the one in the middle. He was. I I don't know. I mean I'm they just... they allude to them in Rebels where you get to the world between worlds. Uh, maybe Balin still is trying to get to the world between worlds somehow with this, but I don't know. There was like a flashing mountain beacon, like in the distance yeah I, I, that, to that to me that looked like he was like going to mordor or something though. i know i was like you're like the like the beacons are lit gondor calls for aid i don't know well i have my uh star wars rankings up if well do you have anything left to say about the i don't have a, i don't have a ton of other things to say it was just anticlimactic to me the ahsoka series finale was just anticlimactic i was not overly astounded by what happened yeah, I I am bummed. I am bummed to say the least. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm doing some quick last minute alterations to this list based on what has happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I redid my list. Um, I've redone it a couple times, but I think I have what I have Ahsoka penciled in right now. Um, I have, I mean, honestly, like, I'm just sitting and thinking. After season three of The Mandalorian, I have it dropping. Mm, I don't know. Man, I'm... So these are our current Star Wars rankings. This is, uh, there's a lot of things that factor into this, at least for me. It goes, first off, subjectively, do I enjoy it? Objectively, is it good? And then um, just like overall, like what is the impact that it's had on my entire life in general? Yeah. <laughs> because no, it lives rent free in my head. There is going to be something that like really shocks people on my list. But it's, yeah, I, I'll justify it when we get there. 
How many items do you have on your list? I have 22. You have 22? Shit. Shoot. Crap. <laughs> Wait, why do you have 22? How many do you have? 21. Do you have Tales of the Jedi? Yeah. Do you have Visions? Uh, yes. Do you have Ahsoka? Yes. Do you have Rebels? Oh, I don't have Rebels. I don't have Rebels. Oh, shoot. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, oh, boy. God, this is... I forgot to add Rebels in. Um, you can start with your 21. 22. It's probably going to be the same for both. Yeah, it's the same for both of us. I mean, okay, I love this movie, but uh, yeah, it's I haven't seen it in forever. So, and it wasn't good, like from what I remember out of it. Yeah, it's what it spawned was amazing. True. Uh, 21. Rise of Skywalker. Yep, we're in the same boat there. I mean, a very, very lackluster Star Wars movie and just movie in general. And ending ending to the saga. Yeah. Number 20. Attack of the Clones. Re- oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. I, I'm going to be honest. I there are good things. I, I do love Attack of the Clones. Like, there are things that I just abs... I mean, even with The Rise of Skywalker, there are things that I love in that movie. And with Attack of the Clones, I mean, I love Jango Fett. I Dude, Jango love, Fett rules. I love them going around uh, Coruscant and chasing oh, yeah. zam wessel like i nothing love that stuff nothing fails to make me laugh like obi-wan just hucking himself out the window like you want to talk about an out of character decision that is an out of character decision true i don't know the Obi-Wan, but yeah the obi-wan plot line is really good anakin padme that's pretty that's quite predatory i, I okay so i enjoy that stuff like when i like sit there and think about it but just like good god is it tough to stomach some of that stuff <laughs> and I, like, the obi-wan this, stuff is not hard to stomach for me at all no no no. the obi-wan st- stuff isn't i'm talking anakin and padme though. oh yeah that that's stuff, like horrible i like the idea of the love story but i mean it was incredibly rushed and uh, they gave hayden just some poor dialogue he couldn't act his tail off but like you know yeah you had some stuff that was tough to do with uh 19 obi-wan kenobi oh wow i have book of boba fett uh i have book of boba fett higher because of two episodes i mean listen man that's why he's the goat no i would agree i don't know book of boba fett uh i love the beginning of it but and i love the return of cad bane but everything else just like it's to me, like, this fin- this finale for Ahsoka felt like Boba Fett. The cha- yeah, it felt like the Book of Boba Fett, and it felt like the chase scene from Book of Boba Fett on oh, the mopeds. Dude, like some of the yeah. some of the act, like some of the action scenes in this felt like that. Like when they were fighting the the excuse me the night troopers. Yeah, I was getting some Book of Boba Fett vibes, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was there. I saw the clip of the um. I saw a clip of the book of Boba Fett of the the Vespa gang scene. 
I don't know how that made it out. Yeah, how they everybody. didn't how they didn't watch and like, yo, we need yo, to reshoot hold this. On. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what is your? You got anything feature? to say with Obi Wan? Dude, like you just took my favorite character in the world, and I like just the whole series made. I, I, you want to talk about something that made no sense? That series made no sense, man. Yeah, it should have been a, a movie, to be honest. It just should have been better written. It just should have been better written. It should have had a better score, too. Well, so Obi-Wan is my 18. Um, my 18 is Phantom Menace. Okay, well, I'll finish up what I'm going to say about Obi-Wan because Phantom Menace is my 17. Um, yeah, no, Obi-Wan, I mean, I think the last episode is the only episode really worthwhile. Uh, I think they, again, they just barely scratched the surface with how they could go into the trauma of obi-wan failing anakin um they didn't really do a ton with that until the last episode when they could have gone way deeper phantom menace which is my 17 beer 18 bro darth Maul. i love the phantom menace yeah, phantom menace is great listen like yeah like it's 18 but this is know. where like my 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 subjective ranking overrules my objective ranking and like my personal like how it affected my life because we saw this movie in 3d and i did. love this i love this movie like does anything that happened in it make sense no do i love the pod racing scene hell yes, yes. that stuff is so cool you like i feel like in um uh like it's uh the other guys you feel that alan a tingling in your balls yeah you feel you know that feeling when they're like revving like the engine yeah. at the beginning of the pod racing i'm like oh yeah we're about to race <laughs> i mean and qui-gon is such a good character obi-wan is a good character like i love the beginning of it where they're on the trade federation ship um yeah i i just love it i love the movie but i it's, i mean misa love the movie it's yeah Big boss, NASA, and everything. Not great stuff, but I still enjoy it. Uh, so what is your 17, then? Book of Boba Fett. You got a ton to say with that or not so much? Dude, like, you took the... Like, I, like Boba Fett was so cool in season two of The Mandalorian, and then he just turned into an idiot. He's yeah. just like, I am here to see the mayor. He'll be with you in a minute. Okay. It's like, you're Boba Fett go in there yeah talk about out of character just like reactions and that would be one of them yeah because jabba would be like hell no it's like i'm the mayor like you're you're lucky you're alive it's i don't know it's again character decisions that didn't make any sense uh so 16 is where like things like i really start to enjoy them it's just i have a hard time ranking them uh 16 for me is visions oh <gasps> We have the same 16. Wait, where's your book of Boba Fett? It was at 19. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 16 <laughs> is Visions for me, too. Wow. Um, season 1 has a handful of solid episodes. Like, I'd say, like, three or four, like, strong, solid episodes. And I love it. Season I two. love the... Yeah, season 2 is heat, though. Season yeah. 2 is so good. I did not like season 1 of Visions. I liked the two episodes. Everything else, I was like, I, I didn't watch. I didn't really watch anything else because, like, I, I would start episodes and I'm like, this ain't it. Season two of Visions, I'll tell you what, I watched every single one of those episodes. They were all so good. I love um, In the Stars. And that's the two sisters. 
um, yeah. where they're at the Walker base. Dude, yeah. that is a great episode. I love that Sith is a great with episode. the visual storytelling. Um, and then Awu's song is so it's so good. It's so sweet. Screecher's Reach made me like existentially. De- I'm not even kidding. I finished that episode and I had to like. I wanted to go outside and smoke a cigarette. I was like, good lord, like this is rough. Dude, I love Screechers Reach. I the thing I like about Visions and the episode where the teardrops or the rainfall from the sky and like you get visions yeah. of like what potentially like the thing I like about visions is they can get so creative with what could happen and they have unlimited potential. And that's what I enjoy about Star Wars is when you just go outside of the box as far as you can. Yeah. Uh, 15. 15, I have The Force Awakens. Wow. Yeah, mine's way higher. Um, I have Solo. Wow. Mine's I love Solo. Dude, I love Solo too. It's a, it's a fun movie, man. I mean, like, you know. Make Solo too. Make Solo too. Dude, like that. The fact that Guillermo del Toro's job with a hot movie didn't happen infuriates me that is a bummer that would have been great but at force awakens just because like i don't love the sequel trilogy it's this movie has fallen this movie has tumbled down my rankings the more i go back and rewatch the sequel trilogy because just because like nothing connects and i know where it goes i know you have a different attachment to this movie than i do i it's just it lacks the the thing for me. The only thing I would say to that is it's the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi honestly work together really well. It's just the Rise of Skywalker that detaches them from the rest of it. And there's a, that's why the Rise of Skywalker is like the second to it might even like I'm gonna go I wanna go back and rewatch the Clone Wars movie just to see if it bumps up one slot. Yeah. I don't know. I the Force Awakens like I don't the only thing I blame that I have frustrations with is like how they wrote themselves to start the galaxy out again. And they did like the same thing where it's like the empire, the rebels, like that type of thing. Um, but like, I, I love it, but that's neither here nor there. 14. I have the last Jedi. Oh, lame. I will not have that disrespect for the last Jedi. Mine is rebels. Uh, that's my 13. I love Rebels, but uh, there's an issue with like pacing episode to episode. Like you'll get some great episodes, and you will get some not so great episodes. Sleepers, yeah. No, I agree. Um, but the reason I th- I looked back and forth between these two, do you got like I love I love Luke Skywalker and Ray and Kylo in the Last Jedi, but like we are neglecting another fifty percent of that movie that I did not like at all. I think it's like more so like a third of the movie. I don't I don't know. It's I think it's a little more than that, but like cuz well it, no, it's like it's honestly like 2 thirds cuz I didn't like what Finn and Rose were doing. I did not like what was going down with Poe and the fleet. I guess the stuff with the force to me outshines I, I mean the that other stuff actually does like overwhelmingly like bother me, but the stuff that I remember about the force, I mean the last Jedi is what I will like take yeah. to heart with me and i think what they did with the force in that movie they hadn't done since the empire strikes Empire. Back. yeah no and 
listen, this this movie has climbed my rankings, and I think with more time, it's going to climb higher because I can definitely see it moving up a few sp- slots. Mine is fairly higher. Um, thirteen. We just talk- we talked about rebels. Oh yeah, yours was rebels. So my thirteen is Rogue One. Whoa. Okay, so this is where things get really tough for me. Like these next three get tough for me because we talk about like how um we like the mysticism of the force, which is why I have The Last Jedi over Rogue One, because I really love the mysticism that goes behind the force in this. Like I think it is super, super good. Now, do I love the Darth Vader scenes that are in this? Of course. Do I love the backstory for how the Death Star gets created and all the characters that are involved in it. Yes. I think that this is a great movie that depicts war in the star Wars. But that being said, it's done better. Like it's weird when I'm when I say this, it's going to, it doesn't make sense, but like rogue one is like Andor light. It is. It really is. Like it was when we watched it, like, wow, this is really good. This is one of the best star Wars movies. And then like, I watch it again. I'm like, it's really good. But I, there's better. There's a lot better things. Yeah, I mean, my 13 through 11 could change, but those like I'm confident where each of those are. So your 13 was Rebels. So 12 now. Solo. I love wow. Solo, man. Solo's a lot of fun. Mine is Return of the Jedi. Oh, mine's higher. Mine's a yeah, higher. yours. Yours is different for me because you got to see it in theaters and I didn't. Um, Dude, that was Return- a spirit. I'm oh, sorry. I'll get to that. Yeah, I don't know. Return of the Jedi was just, it's good. Um, I do think I've come to appreciate Luke Skywalker's character more and more in Return of the Jedi. That's true. I like the more I go back and watch that movie, the more I like, I really like, because like, it's weird. All the oldies are like, ride or die for Luke Skywalker. But I've always been like, kind of middle of the road on him. I know this is like, kind of blasphemous to say, but I was like, I was like, oh, Luke's all right. Like, He's he's cool. I like him, but I'm yeah, never like, like Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Luke was never my hero. It was always Obi Wan. Yeah, man, Obi Wan. Obi Wan rules. Um, is that all you have to say? It is. My eleven, 11 is Rogue One. And Last Jedi. Yeah, my I oh, dude. It's weird. I can see Rogue One falling. And it's not that it's not that Rogue One is a bad movie, but it's like, okay, so from here on out, it's like this gets really, really tough. This does get tough. It's because like it's weird. Like Rogue One is kind of it's it's not even like it's suffering like it's a bad movie. It's like I know what follow. Well, I guess it precedes it, but like I know the thing, the next thing in line for this story is Andor, and Andor is so great, it makes Rogue One look mediocre. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Rogue One's like the pacing and the storytelling, like everything in it is like really good, and the action oh, it is. is the best that Star Wars has ever had action. But uh I just really love seeing stuff about the Force. Oh yeah, the Force is the Force is always going to be king. Like, you, that's 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 what Star Wars is. It's the Force. Up into um, a point where, like, we're writing exceeds that because I do have an exception for that. But I love the Last Jedi too. I love Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. It's oh. that's why it's my eleven. Um, I think everything about the Last Jedi that goes into Ray's character development, 
all that i just think that's like the best and it makes sense it does well yeah the last Jedi is your favorite sequel trilogy movie so it's both of our favorites oh no it's not yours it's mine but yeah um 10 number 10 return of the jedi tales of the jedi okay that's my number nine so I'll, I'll tag along that when i finish my talk on return of the jedi uh, when i saw return of the jedi in the movie theater i like i'm not a really religious person but i had what i can only call is like the most spiritual moment of my entire life where like i felt like i was like one with the force when i watched this movie like i felt like five-year-old cal in my body i felt like 65 year old cal in my body i felt this podcast i felt everything in my life all happening at one time that had like the reason like so many things happened because of this franchise i was watching this on the big screen i kid you not i think i cried for the first like five minutes of this movie it was like the most cathartic experience of my life and it's so strange to say that about watching a star wars movie. like yeah it sounds so dorky like i don't really care we already had some guy in the comments that I'd be like, why is this BS on our feed? And I just looked at the comment and laughed. So like, dude, I was like the most spiritual cathartic moment of my life was watching this movie in the theater. And I'm not going to apologize for that. No, I mean, I can't disagree with you. I mean, I'm sure once the, the theme played like dude. Star Wars, like I would have probably lost it too. I don't know. It's like, and like in the moment as I'm crying watching this, I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying right now. Like nothing's yeah. happened. I've read this crawl before. Like nothing's like, ju- like big happening in the movie. It's, I'm just watching the movie. Well, I think that's just the thing that like Star Wars belongs on the movie screen. So like get, even, even though it's, you know, you're going to see a good movie. Like Return of the Jedi isn't a bad movie. Um, is it a great movie? I don't think so. But I mean, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie, man. Um, Salacious Chrome, my favorite character. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, I have Tales of the Jedi. The Ahsoka stuff, I really actually love it. Um, but the Dooku stuff, that. Why, that is what I love. That is what I came to the series for. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get my camera to brighten up. Um. Yeah, no, the Dooku stuff is that heat. like it is heat. And like it's it's a bummer like you know, I know we were talking about Ahsoka, but I've seen so much of Ahsoka Tano. I didn't need to see this. It was like cool, like extra credit that I got to see about her that I really liked. Actually the best episode of her was her training with Anakin. Yes. The the beginning one of her is good. I, I liked it. It didn't do like it was. It's a really beautiful episode. I don't want to come down to ranking stuff. Like I'm sorry, I got to be real. Like this isn't like something that's going to put it over for me. It's. I'm not saying take it away. Sorry, I'm spiraling. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Sith Lord is. I mean, one of the best Star Wars episodes to come out from last year. Oh my god, dude! And it's one of the best Star Wars episodes of. I mean, of all time. Like it rivals some of the Clone Wars episodes as well. Um. And seeing young Qui-Gon as well is super cool. Like seeing Dooku and Qui-Gon together, like young, I I Dude, really like that. It's so cool because Liam Neeson's son voices young Qui-Gon and then you hear Liam Neeson again. And like watching Liam Neeson interact with Count Dooku, like Qui-Gon and Count Dooku interact during the Phantom Menace. 
I know. Which this is makes nuts that can think about. I like. Isn't that crazy? Dude, Duke just went full gray after that. After Qui Gon died, man, it was all he really wore that like scar of like betraying the Jedi. Or he wore that pain physically. Christopher Lee was he was physically old. Rest in peace, the goat, Christopher. But like, and he wore that pain. So that was your number nine, right? Yes. What is your number eight? No, that until today was my ten. So I asked to do my nine. Oh, what's your ten? pissed it's gonna be a new hope isn't it it is it's a new hope (laughs) okay so here's the thing is again like i have to factor in like subjectively like how much did uh and like did this how much did this movie impact me it it didn't like i'm gonna be honest like i see it and like i love it i love what happens i think everything on there it's cool it's a new thing cal I would have been negative 33 or negative 23 years old when the movie came out. Like it really, to me, it doesn't do much for it. Like the, a new hope is a great movie. I think that is like the pinnacle of like what you would want for creating like a brand new world. But I just, I like other things in star Wars more. They mean more to me than a new hope does. That's just my personal opinion though. That's fine. And I'll talk about A New Hope when we get to it and how, like, as I get older, it's weird how we talk about Luke Skywalker and Return of the Jedi, like, being ho-hum. There's just something about Luke that I really vibe with in A New Hope. Is it, Who's your favorite character in A New Hope? That was Han Solo. Come on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just making sure. It's not I mean, like, listen, I, lay, I love parts of Luke Skywalker, but, like, yo. Yeah. Han Solo. That's true. I don't know if you were going to say Obi-Wan, but I was, I would have been talking to Luke. Listen, Obi-Wan's like, this is where people like piss me. Like my favorite character in a new hope is actually Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's like Obi-Wan was cool in that movie. I'm like, he was, I'm not saying he's not, but like dude didn't do anything besides just be like, Oh, I'm mystical. But just walk around the death star. That's all he did. I'm sorry. That's all he did. He talked a little bit. He gave, he dropped some knowledge bombs at points, but like Han Solo the whole time was like cool guy. And me, little kid Cal, wanted to be the cool guy. Yeah, I think if they, in a vacuum, different world, if they wrote A New Hope differently, knowing Obi-Wan's entire character arc prior, uh, things would have been definitely different. Like, they, he, like he still would have died and made the sacrifice against Vader, but they definitely would have done, like, some different stuff where he's like, uh, I fought you on Mustafar and like all that stuff, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, I, I cut my mullet, Anakin. Like, did that, yeah, crap. So, but yeah, I knew what was my number nine. Uh, eight. I have, and this is actually probably gonna climb over time, depending on what happens we in the, the next one. season. It's the Bad Batch, yep. Okay, so this is why. Well, I actually, that. you, that's your seven, that's my eight. No, that's my eight. I thought you had what's a new hope nine yeah oh my god i can't believe it's nine um anyway no, bad so, batch so, at eight. well so here's why bad batch is over a new hope and this is why i have to justify this is because this is the epilogue to the clone wars the clone wars means more to me outside of empire strikes back the clone wars will mean more to me than anything else in stars because i grew up with it so the bad batch is the epilogue and it's closing up 
the story arcs properly from the Clone Wars in the way that I didn't think it could. Season two was so good. Like it was so, so good. And that's why I enjoy it more because I see the clone troopers. I think to the episode with Crosshair and what the hell is that clone's name? I'm forgetting now. Cody? At the outpost. No, at the outpost. Oh. When they're stranded on that ice planet with this yeah. with the other clone trooper like i think to that and i see them walking back and the clone trooper falls and crosshairs like he needs a medic and the imperial officer ah no no medic for you where's all the supplies and he shoot and crosshair shoots him i'm sitting here i'm like this That's is what character. i want i'm like that this is what i want this is character development this is that's what i love about it so like when i see stuff like that i'm like this is why i have bad batch over a new hope because that stuff means more to me than a no new hope i'm not did. okay i'm not i'm not judging you for having it over a new hope i have i have bad batch at number eight as well i love the bad batch i'm much to your behest i've paused vinland saga again to rewatch the clone wars and then rewatch the bad batch i'm bummed about that it's vinland saga is good but like you know sometimes you're just like it's so easy just to turn on an episode of clone Wars. like it's, I'm gonna get to Clone Wars. I'm gonna, all right. I'm gonna hold on. Yeah, Bad Batch, so good, dude. Like this season, it's like okay. This is actually a perfect comparison, not a perfect comparison. And this is an analogy I want to draw. The finale for Bad Batch versus Ahsoka, like Bad Batch didn't answer really any questions. It posed more, and I felt like the weight of decisions being made and like characters being lost rest in peace tech i don't know why you're watching this if you haven't seen it and like ahsoka like big things happen but they don't i think there's no impact on these events happening and like there were questions posed but they pissed me off more than they made me excited yeah and like that like the closing of bad batch that's that finale is how you like close out a season on a cliffhanger. Cause this, I mean, even the first season as well. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, the first and second season of bad batch, like the way that those series end, we talk about how, yeah, we were talking about like live action Disney plus stars, but we weren't giving credit to bad batch because those season finales they're like really deserve enough credit as well. Like they're not Dude. as impactful as Luke Skywalker and Mando season two, but I mean, Shit, those things are like right behind them. They bombed to pick a city. To pick a city, they bombed to pick a city in the first series or the first season, and then in the second season, they're like, "Hey, by the way, Omega, you have another clone. Also, Crosshair's alive. Also, Sagra we gotta sucks. go get her back." Yeah, like it's nuts. Yeah. Gosh darn it! I keep moving my camera. Um. Yeah, no, Bad Batch is just great, and I said it. I'll say it again. It's the epilogue to Clone Wars. I love it. Like it's it's so good. Cody Bennett's it's, season. It's funny how like Bad Batch, like it's always the front half of the series where like these are some of these episodes are fun. This isn't doing anything. We're a little concerned. The second half of the season hits and we're like This is it's like the it's like uh the meme of Will Farrell from uh the campaign. He's like Welcome to the effing show. You're like Yeah. <laughs> That's the second so. half of Bad Batch. Well, I don't think the third season will be like that because the way things ended, they gotta get like it's gonna have to hit the ground running. Um, There's no time to f around. No, there is not. Uh, my number seven is Force Awakens. 
listen, saw it in theaters opening night. I loved it. Absolutely. I got, I've told the story a million times. I'll always remember like reacting to it with mom and dad and telling dad that the X-Wings were the first ships that were flying in on Taco Donna. Ray pulling the lightsaber out of the snow. I'll always get emotional. I remember being shocked to death for some reason as a 15 year old when Kylo Ren stops the blaster bolt with the force. And I was like, holy shit, this is so cool right now. <laughs> like, I will always remember that stuff. So the Force Awakens will like hold a dear place in my heart. Is it when it picks up as a Star Wars movie? Like, you have to look at it as a movie and then as a Star Wars movie. I think as a movie, it is a good movie. As a Star Wars movie, it definitely has several faults in place. But it's a fun movie. I'm not saying it's not a fun movie. It's fun. I just didn't. No, I'm not do blaming it for you. Me. I'm just I'm just justifying why it's so high up for me. They're gonna be people who are like sequel haters who like I don't understand. Like these people must sit online all day and just wait for people to talk about the sequels just so they can hop in the comments and be like, "You're an idiot. Race is not a Skywalker." It's like, hey man, listen, we don't make the rules. Like, exactly. Um, which is your seven? My seven is the Mandalorian. Okay, so mine's number six. Now let's just talk about it. Season three. That is why you fought. That is why Mando fell. Um, yeah, if if Grogu coming back to Mando happened in season three of Mando, it would probably be over Ahsoka for me. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah. I'm this this finale this season finale of Ahsoka is really really leaving a poor taste in my mouth. It's still super but, high up on our list. So, so no, it like, is really high up on yeah. my list. But like, if Mando season three and book of if Book of Boba Fett didn't exist and Mando season three had in it what was in the Book of Boba Fett, I would feel a lot better about Mando season three. Yeah, I I do love the ending, like the ending ending of Mando season three, where it's Grogu and Mando on Navarro enjoying that farm yeah. life i'm like i like this but this should be more of a series finale for the show instead of a season finale for the show yeah it it had that series finale vibe like and they lived happily ever after it's like that's really what you want to see it was cool but like like well, while they Mando... know the mandalorian can be anyone and it might be bo katan for the rest of the series so again really? i don't know how i feel yeah that's uh i don't know who said that uh rick famiua might have been talking oh. about that no but they talked about that and i was like what i'm like no just make another series please but so yeah but the first two seasons of mando like and that being the disney plus show and you and i again we're podcasting at this point but we were championing that we're like this show is going to be so freaking good and Dude, I feel we, so vindicated that it was so good and that everybody jumped on the bandwagon. From the beginning, before the show came out, you and I were like, this show is going to be heat. Everybody needs to watch it. Nobody cared about it until Baby Yoda showed up. All of these fake Star Wars fans crawled out of the woodwork. People who I knew in high school who called me nerdy for loving Star Wars. I saw them posting stuff about Baby Yoda, and I'm like, you... Ah. Well, not even that. It's just people were like wow this mandalorian guy is pretty cool and it's like you don't say huh oh yeah welcome 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 to the club welcome to the himalayas um but yeah no i yeah mando season three definitely took a hit on the way like i view mando overall 
However, Mando seasons one and two, straight heat every Friday. It was awesome. It was so much fun. It was, yeah. I think back. I think the episode that will leave me shocked the most, and this is still even counting the Luke Skywalker episode, because again, you and I were saying that it was going to be Luke that shows up. Uh, was the episode with Bill Burr in season two? That's the episode that left me the most shocked, to be honest. Where they talk about Operation Cinder, like I was like, this is going into depths, and like I love that we get to see former Imperial officers actually talk about the trauma that they have from doing work for the empire and bill burr hates star wars fans but the craziest part is like arguably actually not, i'm not even i'm just gonna say it inarguably he had the best acting of the season Ah, uh, yes like depth know, and emotion range okay yeah but like tomorrow tomorrow morrison wasn't like you didn't watch on his face like Bill Burr was like, I thought I was watching somebody experience a PTSD episode mm-hmm. when he was talking about like, how about to Operation Cinder? He's like, yeah, and he's debating about- on shooting the guy. He's like, yeah, my buddies that died. You think they cared about the Empire? It's like, and <laughs> Mando's just sitting there like this. I love that. But then the thing I love about that episode as well is the lengths that Mando would go to save Grogu and like taking off his helmet and going against the Creed. Like that's just the dire situation again you feel the consequences from that and it's like ah this ah. is so good but yes yeah, so that was my six so which one is your six it's probably going to be my five uh my six is ahsoka which is my number five um we've talked it not let's talk about what we liked about ahsoka i really like the stuff they really do with like, the force in this is super good. super cool like the opening stuff with like balin the world between worlds is so cool the fact that they bailed the giant hyperspace ring just to rocket themselves out of the galaxy, that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. The series hits like a lot of like solid beats where, I mean, uh, the characters and everything that like, it, it was like, it feels like a very big culmination of like animated shows coming together. And like, if you've been a fan for a while, like this is what you deserve. And I mean, does it ultimately pay off with the finale? I don't think so, but, Everything else in this series, I think, is super strong. Like, I think it is a very, very strong series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hera's a boss. She is. So is Sabine. Yeah. Ahsoka's just... pretty boss, too. Balin's yeah, boss. Balin is boss as well. Uh, so which one is your five, then? My five is Andor. <laughs> Listen! You no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Emotional. <laughs> okay. Um, dude, Andor is like, that's a special place in your heart. Like, I get home from work on Wednesdays. I'm sitting in my chair with a cold lime sparkling water, cracking a cold one, mm-hmm. sipping on that, watching An- like some, like the greatest writing. It's the best write- written dialogue in Star Wars. It's like, I watch the Luthan monologue like weekly yeah okay so my andor is my number three i won't say my number four is yet um but like there was a point i think it was at episode four of andor where i was sitting and watching and i was like this is like the best live action star wars since empire strikes back 
like writing yeah. and quality wise. I, I it, it was never that good. So being able to recognize that, I was like, damn, this is hitting everything that I wanted to hit right now. No, yeah, it's phenomenal. Like I would like to see what Tony Gilroy could do if he was given like an open world in Star Wars where let's say instead of James Mangold doing the first Jedi, it was Tony Gilroy doing the first Jedi. I don't think he, Tony Gilroy wants to write about Jedi and the Force. Well, no, I uh, okay. Everybody says that until they get offered the, until they get offered the chance to do it. Until they get the money. Here comes the money. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, Andor. I mean, it's at my third spot, but uh, God, I, I love Andor in season two. I'm gonna be so bummed if season two doesn't live up to the hype that I have built in my head. Because now that I know how good season one was, I expect season two to be the same, if not better. Yeah, it's weird. Like the whole time as the show is going on, you and I were like, it's got to take. It took one step back in episode two, and every single episode like. It hasn't, it's like only stepped forward. Yeah, it was either the same level of quality or gotten better. Like none of the episodes went down. Yeah. Um, so your, that was your five. What was your four? Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so you and I do have the same number four. Yes, it is. Um, wait a minute. What does the rest of this list look like then? Oh, you'll have to find out. Okay. Oh, I know. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, We're gonna have Revenge it. of the Sith. Um, this is the movie that I remember. This is the prequel movie I remember seeing as a kid. We watched like, it the most, even though we could only watch half of it because mom and dad didn't let us watch the ending when we were like six. <laughs> okay, so we saw 99% of the movie. <laughs> no, dude, the opening of this movie... The yes. drums beating. They're flying over the ship. It doesn't make any sense because like you would see the battle below, but they don't show you that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then they dive down to the the Battle of Coruscant is like so quickly brushed over. It like, is. There's so much that goes into something like that. I want to see the perspective from like people like the Senate and the Jedi Council on Coruscant when they get the notification, oh, the separatists just pulled up to the capital because that is a that is a bde move if you don't know what bde is you can go look it up but like that is some major bde that you're just like yo i'm gonna pull up to the capital of the republic and be like let's fight right now like that is something that you should not just be doing (laughs) well the thing is grievous captured the chancellor that's like somebody like out of nowhere storming up to the white house and kidnapping the president and like just getting away with him like that's, that's insane that like that's like the equivalent of what that is it's like i don't know where it's like that guy shows up whoop here's your leader whoop taking him run away with him and like nobody really knows how shock t dies because they're like oh shock t's been sent to protect the chancellor so that deleted scene of her getting stabbed by grievous might be not the, no it's not it's actually how she dies in clone wars and yoda's vision when he's with the Wills. Oh. oh. That's her official canonical ending. She died twice in that movie, though, because there's the deleted scene with Grievous killing her, and then there's another deleted scene with Anakin killing her at the temple. Damn, they just, like, really they were... hated Shakti. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we don't know how we want to kill her, so we'll just film two death scenes for her. 
How did she die in Yoda's vision? She got stabbed in the back. By who? I think it was by Anakin. Oh. I think it was a blue saber, if I remember. But it was like a different, like, context. Huh. Dang. But yeah, Revenge of the Sith is great. That's when I realized that Obi-Wan was my favorite character. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's a... The tragedy of Anakin Skywalker is so sad. It is. I think it hits people deeper than it hits me. It doesn't make me overly sad, to be honest. No. But I'm like... Yeah, no. I'm like, damn... That sucks for you, because if I fumbled Natalie Portman, I would probably be the same way. (laughs) Six-year-old. Hey, man. Yeah, bro, I had that six-year-old Riz, and she was like 14, 15. Wow, man, like, listen, shout out. Hitting her with the, are you an angel? (laughs) Homie knew what he was doing at Watto's junk shot. For real. Uh, So... Yeah, my three was Andor. I have a new hope. Okay. That's what I figured. I was going to cry. <laughs> a new hope. I just, I love this movie, man. It is like, if Star Wars just existed in this one movie and that was the only movie that ever came out about it, it's perfect. It's a perfect, it's perfect, man. Yeah, it's like a, a if there was no Star Wars before or after A New Hope, and that's it. That would be like a very, very satisfying. Just damn. I love this movie from start to finish. Yeah, man. They could they I... could do like special editions of that where they just re-up the visual effects like every year for that and not change anything. And I would still be like, damn, this I don't movie even is want great. Them. I don't even want them to change the special effects on it. Cause like there's something about like the models and like seeing all the props and stuff. Like I just love like I love that feeling. It's like it's like a period piece, kind of. Yeah, I should take back what I said because it, you look at it and not only as um, like it's a mod- it's a marvel of filmmaking in general, like that that revolutionized filmmaking. A New Hope. Oh yeah, it's it was amazing. And then like you know, I'd like just Luke Skywalker man staring at the twin sunset, wanting something better than his stupid little farm life. That can hit home for anybody. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember the first time? Well, no, no, no. I was going to say, do you remember uh, the first time that you like consciously remember seeing New Hope? Yes, we rented it from Blockbuster. Damn, I do not remember that. (laughs) I do. I remember because uh, grandma and grandpa were going to come the next weekend and they had it. But like we were in Blockbuster back when Blockbuster was still open and we saw it. And like we were so obsessed and like we have to watch it this weekend. Dad's like, you're gonna watch it next weekend. We're like, yeah, we'll watch it both weekends. And he's like, okay. Hell yeah. I vividly remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Hmm. Number two. It's Clone Wars, bro. Yeah, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars is like the best Star Wars TV show. I mean, it's the best Star Wars TV show because Go through seven seasons of that, yeah. Like you grow up with that show, the show grows up with you. It's a tale as old as time. Like that, those are the best TV shows. I'm watching it right now. There are episodes like I don't remember that I'm just like watching, and I'm like, I feels like I'm watching it for the first time. Like what? The one with the Pantorans. Um, who the hell are the blue people? 
Oh, you know, yeah, Senator yeah, yeah. Chuchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Rex and the uh, like the snow outfit and everything. And then no, the, no, on yeah, Coruscant. Yeah. No, yeah. There's one of those, but this is on Coruscant. When like remember the character George Lucas played in Revenge of the Sith, the yeah. blue face guy. He's the main character of these episodes. Of this, how episode. many of them are there? There's George Lucas. He has a son and two daughters. The daughters are kidnapped. And he has to find a way to save them. And Ahsoka and Senator Chuchi go to a Trade Federation blockade over Pantora. And Damn, I do they... not remember this episode. Dude, I was watching this. I'm like, I don't remember this episode. Yeah, I just remember them and... going to the snow planet. And they like made peace with the uh, goofy snow people uh, on that planet. Yeah, but like, yes, I remember. everybody remembers those episodes. But like, they also... So, George Lucas's character... And his the son of the guy go to Jabba's palace because Greedo is one of the. I do yeah. kind of remember this now. Yeah, it was. I'm like watching this. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. This is awesome. Hmm. It's weird because like it was those. It was an episode like that. I'm like, only the Clone Wars could like make these no name random cameo Easter egg characters into something I kind of care about. The son is really annoying. He's the stupidest character I've ever. One of the stupidest characters I've witnessed. Albeit, shout out Senator Chuchi for fighting for clones' rights. Yeah, shout out. She will not let. Well, I think it's over now. But she was not going to go down without a fight. Unfortunately, the fight. Yeah, those clones did not get rights. Um, number one, easy. Empire Strikes Empire. Back. Empire. First Star Wars movie I remember seeing, and it's the first one we've ever seen too. Um, it is the also the greatest. Yeah, I don't think it gets much. I mean, it, for something to get better than Empire, the only thing to me that I would hold above Empire is the Siege of Mandalore, just those four episodes. If those were released as a movie, I would put those over Empire Strikes Back because of how meaningful that is to me. Um, yes. But that is a tight race. That is a tight, tight race. Like, it would be like 1A and 1B. You know what's funny is, like, every time, we get, like, something's coming out. The Last Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we're like... This could be better than Empire. It is never. It is not. None of them have come close. Yeah, to the one that came closest Empire. to it was Andor, and we didn't even expect it to get that close to it. It it came close in certain aspects, but it could never overtake it because it didn't have the element of the Force for me. Yeah, I think that's just to to me the extent that Andor could like Andor would never crack the top two. Andor would never get better than the Clone Wars, and it would never get better than Empire Strikes Back because it doesn't have that mysticism. My top three are bulletproof. Like nothing's gonna go over New Hope for me. Nothing's gonna go over Clone Wars, and nothing's gonna go over Empire unless like these next movies just blow me out of the water. Um. Yeah, my top two are bulletproof. Everything after that is subject to change. Everything four onward down could definitely change. All right. Um, I want to use this to put on our social media so we can get some insane reactions out of this. So why don't you say your list from 22 up to one? Oh, God, Will. You, just right. read, you can just say it just... 22 and so on all right so, at 22 at 22 going up i have the clone wars movie then the rise of skywalker attack of the clones obi-wan kenobi phantom menace book of boba fett visions the force awakens the last jedi rebels solo 
Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi, The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Andor, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, The Clone Wars TV show, TV series, and The Empire Strikes Back. Hell yeah. For Why me, did you have me go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to go. I should have had you go after me because I had a way that I was going to do it in my head. Um, 22, I have the Clone Wars movie. 21, I have Rise of Skywalker. 20, I have Attack of the Clones. 19, Book of Boba Fett. 18, Obi-Wan. 17, Phantom Menace. 16, Star Wars Visions. 15, Solo. 14, Rebels. 13, Rogue One. 12, Return of the Jedi. 11, The Last Jedi. 10, Tales of the Jedi. 9, A New Hope. 8, Bad Batch. 7, Force Awakens. 6, The Mandalorian. 5, Ahsoka. 4, Revenge of the Sith. Three and or two, the Clone Wars TV show, one Empire Strikes Back. Those are my Star Wars rankings. Wow. Now get you... mad at me. And then if you want to know why we have them ranked like this, listen to our podcast. You should um when you edit this, you should put yours ranked first so they understand the ranking of which we're doing. Yeah, I was going to. Nice. Yeah, I realized that. Um I mean our editor, when our editor cuts it together yeah exactly uh i don't really have a ton else to say yeah we got loki this week no more star yeah, that's coverage on thursday. loki's on thursday right it is they released the episode schedule and they're all thursday night and i'm like god bless whoever came up with that idea <laughs> God bless. Real. Um, but yeah, that's Ahsoka and our Star Wars rankings. Um, I don't have yeah. a ton else. I don't, I mean, we're not going to talk a ton about Star Wars again until we get some big stuff with it or phase three of the High Republic books come out. Yeah. But yeah. I Sorry. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I think the all oh, the Marvels comes out next month. I'll go see it. I know you're not going to, but I'll maybe watch it when it comes on Disney Plus. But yeah, we still have to. We still got a long list of movies to watch for the end of the year too. At some point, so. Oh, yeah, we do. But, yeah, I don't have a ton else to say. Do you? No, I do not. Have a good night. Um, hasta luego. Bye-bye. Bye.